Hello friends, this is Eric Hutchinson. Welcome to the If Nothing Changes podcast. I'm here with my daughter Hadley and we're gonna be talking about a couple questions. The first question is, is there anything in your life that you would want to change from your past or even about yourself that you would want to change? The second question is, is there anything that you have tried to change in your life but have been unsuccessful thus far? Those are the two questions that we're gonna talk about. I'm really looking forward to talking with my daughter about these things with you. So let's get into it, shall we? So Hadley, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us about yourself and what, what you're doing in your life right now. Yeah, hi, I'm Hadley, I'm 19 years old and I go to Northwest Arkansas Community College. Um, I am currently working at an after-school program called SOAR and love working with kids and hope to do something in the future with children. But that's a little bit about me. So it's an after-school program, so you're getting to experience what I experienced with you when you were that <laughs> age. <laughs> yep. So sorry for what I put you through. <laughs> <laughs> so now you get a little bit of payback, right? So, Well, let's get into the question. So uh, the first question, is there anything about your life or about yourself that you would like to change? Yeah. So I was diagnosed with a uh, diagnosis called Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD. So that causes me to struggle with being focused, um, being able to sometimes just gather my thoughts, like right now. (laughs) 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 Um, And sometimes it affects my sleep. Sometimes it affects just impulsivity and, you know, saying things without thinking. Um, Yeah. Does it affect your mood? Yeah, it can affect. Well, I think that my thoughts, because they are constantly kind of going, um, it's easy for me to switch from positive thoughts to negative thoughts very quickly. And so sometimes those negative thoughts cause my mood to change or for me to feel just anxious or just sad very quickly. And so it's not as much that it affects my mood, but it affects the thoughts that I'm having um, or it affects how many I'm having (laughs) and being able to slow those down. That's tough. Well, I will tell you that for myself, I, you know, remember, of course, I'm a lot older than you, um, but I remember my past whenever I was a kid, um, I was made fun of for several different things. One is that I had a really loud mouth and I got in trouble a lot at school. And when I say loud, the volume of my voice is really loud. In fact, even today, my wife told me I was talking too loud (laughs) and I needed to tone it down a little bit. And it wasn't, it's just anytime I get excited or I am explaining something or trying to make someone laugh, my voice just goes higher. And anyway, it's always been a problem. And I've had a lot of people make fun of me and I've had issues at school and stuff by, you know, trying to whisper when I wasn't really whispering. And so anyway, I used to get in trouble for that. And then I also walked on my toes. And whenever I was in elementary school, they called me Twinkle Toes, Eric. And that sounds kind of funny and it is funny, but it's not funny if you're the person that they're making fun of. And so I kind of felt like that there was something wrong with me the way I was walking. I would walk on my toes and I tried to correct that and it's really hard. I still walk on my toes. So yeah, I wanted to change that thing, but really the thing that I go back to and the biggest trauma in my life was my divorce. I went through a divorce and it was the most traumatic thing that I ever went through. I have another daughter, your sister, 
that was from my first marriage, and she was taken away from me during the process of that divorce, and oh, it was the most painful thing that I ever had. And I look back, and I think, man, I wish I could change that. And then I go through the process of thinking what would happen if it did change, or if I, if I could go back in time and change that, and then I wouldn't have Hadley sitting in front of me today. And so I look back and say, you know, my pain, my history has led me to where I am today, so that's not so bad. But really, that's not what I want to focus on today. What I really want to focus on is the things that are in my life or have been in my life that I have tried to change but have been unsuccessful in changing in my own power. So I'm going to hand it back to you. Is there anything like that in your life? Yeah. So one of the biggest things that I have been realizing recently that I struggle with is control and wanting to have things in my own power or just trying to kind of subconsciously trying to control things and a lot of times that comes out in anxiety and worrying about things that I can't control and um, trying to just, yeah, control things. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, in my life, a lot of times that will look like, like I said, like worrying unnecessarily about things and um, just looking to myself to make my pain go away. Whenever I am worried about something or if I am experiencing emotional pain, I tend to want to avoid that pain. And so I either, I try to do different things. It could even be listening to a worship song, but it's coming from a place of wanting to get rid of that pain and not wanting to think about it and not wanting to deal with it. And so that has been something that I've been realizing is a big struggle recently um, and am working on right now. <laughs> so you've mentioned some things that manifest itself in your behavior and those things and you so what have you done in the past I mean what have you done to try to fix yourself or I mean have you have you done anything I mean did you try anything that that worked or didn't work for you yeah I think so anxiety is a big way that control has manifested itself in my life. Um, perfectionism too, and people pleasing. Um, I think all of those things, wanting to control people's approval of myself and just, yeah. Anyways, so I would say I've tried, I very, this is kind of a small thing, but even trying to be funny and trying to be humorous to make people laugh and so that they'll like me and wanting to, um, serve even to, you know, uh, make people see me in a certain way. Um, and I mean, I think, like I said, I've already mentioned this several times, but worrying unnecessarily about things and which that's something I, you know, is hard to control. But, um, I think that, yeah, those are ways that it has manifested itself a lot in my life. So for me, I, you know, you are mentioning things and they don't sound so bad to me. Um, and the reason why is because um, I have in my past some things that um, I tried to get over and try to have victory over on my own power. And um, I, I was ashamed of, the, of those things. And I didn't, they were secrets uh, in my life that I would not share with anybody. Uh, and yet I could not fix it on my own. So I'm um, being really transparent, and I don't know who all's listening, but I will tell you that I used to have a problem with pornography, 
And uh, I started when I was eight years old and just looking at what even wouldn't be considered pornography, just National Geographic magazines that had some uh, naked people from Africa on, in there. And I would look at that and I, it, it struck my mind and my uh, inner being where it created something that, I, that excited me and I just struggled with it my entire life. And I could white knuckle it for a month or two months or three months, but then it would always come back. And it was a real struggle. I also struggled um, with something later after I got out of college. Actually, I probably struggled with it before, but it manifested itself in weight. Uh, I struggled with overeating. And I would eat two or three portions at every single meal. And I would eat chips at night when I watched movies. And um, I realized I had a problem with overeating. So these are things that I tried to fix myself, but could not fix. And so I, back in 2010, so it's been almost 13 years, I discovered a recovery program called Celebrate Recovery. And they, this is not a sponsored recovery, Celebrate Recovery uh, <laughs> podcast, but it did uh, invoke change in my life. And that's what this podcast is about, is changing and if nothing changes, nothing changes. And so I was stuck in this insanity, doing the same thing, trying to fix myself over and over again, and it just was not working for me. So in 2010, I, I went to this program called Celebrate Recovery and found out that I needed to surrender my life and allow Jesus Christ into those areas of my life that I was ashamed of and that I was not letting him in to, to invoke change. And I needed to realize that I am not God and admit that I am powerless to control my tendency to do the wrong thing and that my life is unmanageable. And of course, that's principle one. That's step one, that I need to admit that I cannot make the change myself. And I believe that you are also experiencing a little bit of that. Why don't you tell us um, what led you to that? Yeah, so... I, the past couple months, just was thinking, just processing and realizing that the Bible talks about how, you know, when we follow Jesus, like, okay, well, in John 15, it talks about abide in me and I will abide in you. And it talks about um, <clears throat> just the fruit that should come from abiding in Christ. And I realized that though I was trying so hard to abide in God, the fruit was not equaling the fruit that scripture says like it wasn't equaling peace I wasn't experiencing joy or contentment um, I was experiencing the opposite I was experiencing anxiety and discontentment and fear um, and doubt and um, and shame and I realized that hmm I must have a problem <laughs> and I um, have seen so much growth and uh, just fruit that has benefited you um, from Celebrate Recovery. Um, and for over a year since um, I was, went to a gap year program a year ago, and when I was there, I just started seeing some of these negative fruits also and was like, you know, I want to, when I come back, I want to try Celebrate Recovery. Um, and so I started going about a month ago um, or a month and a half ago and um, committed to the process. And I joined a step study, which is kind of like a small group that you go to every week and you work through the 12 steps and the eight principles. And um, I'm on principle one right now, which he already mentioned earlier, realize I'm not God. I admit that I'm powerless to control my tendency to do the wrong thing. And my life is unmanageable. Um, and I realized 
through working through the questions that came along with that step study that talked a lot about what do you have control over? What don't you have control over that? I realized that I, um, that I, I mean, I recognized the depth of my control issue and just realized that, man, I need help and I am powerless. I really am. Like this principle says, like I am powerless to control my own tendency to do the wrong thing. And I think it's in Romans, Paul talks about that. I want to do what is good, but I cannot do what is good. Um, That I, he doesn't, he was talking about how he doesn't have the power within himself to make the right choice and that his flesh, he's kind of describing this battle between what his flesh wants and what um, he knows is what God wants for him and how in his own strength, he is not able to accomplish what God wants for him. And that's why he needs to plug in and we need to plug into the source, the higher, the powerful source of God, the only source that is able to um, bring us life and peace. Yeah, I agree completely. And back in 2010, I was at a crossroads and I had come to a crossroads and I could either continue down my destructive path and or I could make the choice to surrender and start doing something different. And that something different for me was Celebrate Recovery and getting into some groups and accountability that I had never had before, being completely transparent about the sin and the hurts in my life uh, that I needed to admit. And so anyway, made a change for a, uh, a difference, which I see that you are doing that, and I'm very proud of you. I'm just really excited about your journey. I have gone through seven step studies, and the step studies are the 12 steps of that some people uh, go to AA about. Those are the, the same 12 steps as if we include Christ in that. And then also the eight principles, which you talked about principle one. So anyway, uh, I decided that, you know what? If nothing changes, nothing changes. And I needed to make a change in my life. So what would you encourage someone who may be listening that says, you know, Um, I've got this problem in my life and I have tried and tried and tried on my own strength to fix myself, to uh, change, but I have not been successful. What would you tell that person? Mm. Well, Hmm. I would remind them of the gospel and remind them that they are not capable of good on their own and that they need God's grace in their life to be able to experience true life and peace. And they, and that, that had already been bought for them, that the gospel is that God saved sinners through Jesus. He died for us. He came and that was free, a gift freely given to us. And grace is God's unmerited favor. It's a favor that he gives us that we don't have to earn. And that speaks to me so much trying to earn whenever I'm, you know, I struggle with people pleasing and, um, and so that is so powerful, but I would encourage them to get on their knees if that's in their head or physically. I know for me, it really, it's crazy how whenever you physically get on your knees, like it kind of puts your heart in that posture of surrender, but get on your knees and just take, open your hands up and just tell God what's going on. Admit if you're angry with him, admit if you're confused or if you don't even believe in him, or I would just say to just tell him where you're at and what's going on and, and just let him embrace you and let go. Because 
at like at CR, they say, let go and let God. And we cannot, if we are trying to do, to make the changes happen in our own strength, it's going to only end in lengthened pain and failure and shame. And, or I guess if you feel that way, (laughs) but um, yeah. Well, that's good, Hadley. I will tell you that I lived a lot in my past, and we call that the only ifs at um, Celebrate Recovery. In fact, our pastor talked on Powerless uh, Friday night, and he was talking about the O, and Powerless stands for only ifs. Only if I had made this decision. Only if I had changed uh, you know, uh, my, my choice to look at this or my choice to drink this or my choice to be angry and act out this way. Those are things that happened in the past, and I can't change those. And um, we have a saying at Celebrate Recovery that says, pain is inevitable, but misery is optional. I don't have to live in uh, misery, and that change is possible. And so I want to encourage anyone that's listening that there is hope, and I would encourage you to allow your higher power, Jesus Christ, into whatever it is that you're struggling with. And there's a whole lot of hurts, habits, and hangups. But we can have victory as we give those to the Lord. Now, I think you were going to ask me a question you said that you had before we started. So do you want to ask that question of me? Yeah. So what are some ways that you have seen God use your struggles and your weaknesses to bring him glory? Yeah, so that's a really good question. Uh, Paul, as you know, had a thorn in the flesh. Uh, We don't know what that was. It could have been physical or whatever. And he did many miracles, and he asked God to take this thorn, this flesh out. And God said something. Jesus said something incredible. He said, my power is made strong in your weakness. And I will tell you that I would have, if you had told me, Uh, 13, 14 years ago that I would be on a podcast talking about my pornography addiction, I would say, you're out of your mind. And what what pornography addiction? I don't have a pornography. (laughs) I would have been still in denial. But I will tell you that God has used that to help other men. So last night in my sexual addiction group at uh, Celebrate Recovery, we had 42 guys in that group. It was amazing how many men that were there seeking help, and God was using me to help them. Even though I had that struggle, these men were also seeking help, and and God's using me to help them. I also teach at Celebrate Recovery. I train other leaders, and I get to serve on every Friday night. I'm almost at Celebrate Recovery, um, serving in the open share groups and, and, and leading as best as I possibly can. So God is using my weakness, the things that I struggled with that I couldn't fix on my own, to give him glory and to bring power to other people. So anyway, that's the answer to that question. I think that, um, that, uh, you know, God does amazing things whenever I surrender to him. He can do anything if I just will surrender to him. And that's really the first step to making real positive change in your life because nothing changes if If nothing nothing changes. changes. (laughs) So um, why don't you say a prayer for those that may be listening, a prayer of hope for them, and uh, then we'll, we'll close out. Awesome. God, we come to you right now and just ask that, um, 
that you would give peace to any heavy hearts that are listening right now. Um, that you would just um, embrace the hearts that are filled with shame, with doubt, with fear, um, with uncertainty, that change is possible for them, and that you would use our words that um, I believe that you're speaking through to uplift them and encourage them and give them hope. Um, And yeah, we love you and thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Hadley, I want to thank you for being transparent and open and sharing with your old man some uh, incredible things about what God is doing in your life. I want to encourage anyone that's listening that there is hope in your life. There's hope in recovery. If you're struggling with a hurt habit or hang up, there is hope for you. So I wish you the very best. Uh, We are going to probably do another one of these and I will have another life change story that we can share because change is possible because if nothing changes, nothing Nothing changes. changes. See you next time. Hello friends, I'm Eric Hutchinson. Welcome to the If It Doesn't Change, I Still Don't Get It. (laughs)